0: Back with another one's block rocking beats, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's Derby's galore in the Prem this weekend. It's Friday, 16th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Russell. It's Freitag, Vilkoman. Ladies and gentlemen, what a marvellous Friday it is. Luke and Andy are smiling away, looking twinkly-eyed, ready to get stuck into some football chat. But before that, Luke...
1: Yeah, I haven't looked twinkly-eyed for quite some years, <laughs> but I do appreciate that. <laughs>
0: um, yes,
1: before we look ahead to a packed weekend of Premier League action, as Marcus has already alluded to, just wanted to shout out another Stakhanov production, which is Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy. Uh, one of the best... Fleet Street journalist out there on football. Really exciting new voice in podcasting as well. In her latest episode, she interviewed Daniel Sturridge uh, about his career, uh, balancing some football with his uh, interest away from the game and his difficulties with injuries. It's an exclusive interview with Daniel. It's a fascinating listen. Uh, I'm sure we'd all love to see him at another club soon. Probably still some miles in the tank from Daniel. Uh, And uh, yeah, so go and give him that a listen now. Previous weeks have been with Alex Scott. We've had an episode with uh, Mauricio Pochettino and his assistant, Jesus Perez. So it's well worth a subscribe search between the lines with Melissa Reddy in your podcast app, to listen and subscribe now. Of
0: course, Daniel Sturridge's former club, Liverpool, are very much in action this weekend. It's the it's the Merseyside derby. Wasn't the much thing, action against Villa, was there, from Liverpool? It, where, <laughs> well, two goals. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Two yeah. goals on the road, not to be yeah. sniffed at. But the, yeah. the
2: problem is, Marcus, now we've talked about Daniel
1: Sturridge, mm.
2: I'm going to be really disappointed in when whoever scores for Liverpool doesn't do
1: a celebration of the same sort of level. When when they lost seven two to Villa, mm. I remember thinking, um, was it a fair result? Well, no, actually, because they could have considered a lot fucking more. Was
0: <laughs> <laughs> it a fair result? I mean, you it's know what I mean? It,
1: six of them were penalties. No, but did the did did the did the result reflect the game? And it didn't, because Villa were actually more dominant than that.
0: You could S- six. Yeah, six might, I am really. arguing that right now. Yeah,
2: six might not have been penalties, but I think
1: at least three of them were deflected.
0: Yeah. Mm. I'm still sad that international football's over. Yeah, I know. And we've got to guide you through this, mate. <laughs> It'll be back. Yeah, very soon, apparently. Yeah, You've you know what? In a few weeks.
1: While we're talking, Gareth Southgate can't wait. We, oh yeah. While we're talking about international yeah. football, no, we're not. I
2: That's the wonder, point. Go on, Andy. I wonder if I'm making a link. Okay. If we're going into this uh-huh. um, Everton Liverpool game, yeah, if I was Jurgen Klopp, mm. I would be very tempted to give Diogo Jota a start.
0: on, where's the international football chat here? Yeah, because it Diogo Jota,
2: Diogo Jota was unbelievable for Portugal oh, yeah. in the week. did you see it? Man. Absolutely God, fantastic. I thought he was going
0: to say, is Jurgen Klopp going to play a 3-4-3? Three, three? Yeah. Didn't you watch a random Portuguese game <laughs> of the week? What's wrong with you? It's
2: an international fixture with yeah. fans. Yeah, true. <laughs> there were 7,000 in the stadium. to t- Did you see, watch Northern
0: Ireland v. Austria that had fans, Andy? To yeah. see
2: Diogo Jota, score, I'm deliberately ignoring you, score, <laughs> score two and set up the other. Best okay. player on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And as... His role as, I guess, locum Ronaldo for the night it was really <laughs> was impressive. Locum. Nice. Well, well, he was. He was. He yeah. It was nominally replacing Cristiano
0: Ronaldo. I'm so. sure all the medical students appreciated that reference. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but yes, I saw very brief highlights on the game, Andy. So yes, well done. Maybe he'll start in this game. <laughs> he won't. I, mean, I, I he's I, not going to start. He's he not going to start. He won't play. He won't start you never know Luke you never know you never know what Klopp could do will he mix it up um, Klopp said uh, or he sent rather his players a long long text message after the 7-2 loss oh, I like that at Villa mm, he said the night if you don't
1: fall after... this on you're, you're gonna, your death will come upon you in 10 days what yeah right? quite
0: possibly he said the night after the match was not good but I got up in the morning and I knew I had to speak to the boys but they were not here I thought were they there when you went to sleep it's <laughs> very strange isn't it we
1: wait till he falls asleep and we we'll leg it
0: yeah <laughs> We've got the international break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, to won't, the airport.
1: he won't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. But um, Klopp's also said that uh, he knew Everton would be challengers when when Carlo Ancelotti took over. Mm. So uh, he said that, you know, when when Ancelotti took over, he said that, uh, he said, oh, here they come, new challengers kind of thing. And I thought, well, you know, you've got to deal with Aston Villa first, don't you? Exactly. Yeah,
2: That's true. You know, the, the thing with Everton even if you're not surprised that the players who've come in have have, have been an upgrade. Mm. No one could have expected it to click together this quickly. No one could have expected.
3: Could.
1: Yeah.
2: No one could have expected those players to work together so quickly.
1: 7 and wins out of 7 this season. It's incredible. First time it since, is. Since, since the 19th century, I believe. What, this team I mean, they've won, they've won, they've <laughs> won seven, Their first seven games, I think.
0: Flipping Nora.
1: Yeah, I think it's eighteen ninety four. I think.
2: Well, I think. I think more relevantly to this, they haven't beaten Liverpool for ten years, have
0: they? So? Well, it, but it be ten years to the day tomorrow, right? That's that's the big. Thing. Is that right? That's, that's great. apparently so. Apparently great. so. If I've got that wrong, up yours. But no, that's what people <laughs> are reporting. Um, but yeah, I, I I quite like that. I mean. The, the, Everton—they haven't won the derby as we said for, for, for a while. Um, it's, the stats aren't too great. They've not finished higher than seventh since uh, 2014. Of course, they last won the league in 1987. So um, it's not been—it's not been brilliant for for Everton of late. But there's a real belief, Luke, at yeah. Everton at the moment, and a couple of Everton fans, and they're absolutely purring. And so they should be.
1: Yeah, and I think it's—it's it's a case of just trying to maintain that momentum, isn't it? And mm. they've got. Um, uh, Godfrey, who they signed, who mm-hmm. might come in and play at centre back mm-hmm. as well. He's an interesting, um, interesting defensive player. Could help them out. Um, this could be a game of the two keepers, actually, because I think Adrian has to play again. And these are a bit it's of good a news bit for Everton. Toll- <laughs> yeah, and I've said before that Allison's, um presence is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely, mm. clearly key to that that back five and, and when Van Dijk came in and Alisson came in, it changed a lot for Liverpool,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, their prospects and it, a lot of it was focused on Van Dijk but I think we've seen, certainly in the last week or couple of weeks, that Alisson's been really key for them as well as he was last season Alexander-Arnold hasn't started brilliantly, Van Dijk's not started brilliantly, there's question marks over Liverpool quickly because that's how quick um, football can can turn mm-hmm. and um, if Everton can maintain their momentum and, and, and start strongly it'll be a fascinating thing Starts of the weekend's football to see how Liverpool deal with that, you know?
0: Well, it, And it also, when, when, when you see the champions get seven, it's mad. I still can't ask, Did that happen? They shipped seven goals. When they get seven knocked past them, it gives other teams a real confidence and real boost. And but we shouldn't forget the first day of the season at the Anfield when they beat Leeds four three. That was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game, and Leeds knocked three past them, and and it was only a, a clumsy challenge, you know, in the in the dying minutes that, that really cost Leeds there. From uh, I think it was Rodrigo. Yeah, it was. Know, yeah, proper forwards challenge, really. You would say, uh, stereotypically. So Liverpool, they, they had, you know, they they were. The best team in the world last season, let's be honest, even though Bayern won the Cup, but they did win the FIFA Club World Cup, Andy, so it is official. Um, don't <laughs> shake your head at me. Uh, <laughs> respect the tournament. We just think about Diogo Jota. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Liverpool, this season, again, Manchester City have not started very well. Uh, still question marks of Chelsea's defence. I think people thought, Oh but Liverpool are still going to be solid, despite the kind of the turmoil that's going on and so on. It's Liverpool, the way they were. And yet, the way they've started the season...
2: Is the way they finished the last one. Mm. I think, which is probably the point to make. The yeah. fact that it's not, they've come back and struggled to get going. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more than that, because obviously it was a very difficult situation for, for everyone when the season restarted um, in, in 2019-20. But, I mean, it's, it's tough, because there were no fans in... They were so close to win the title. We know it's a really difficult mm-hmm. situation for a lot of clubs, but I think you could argue particularly for for, for them and so anticlimactic. But there there was they, they weren't proper Liverpool in in that closing bit of the season. So,
0: but it's interesting you saying not they're quite not quite proper Liverpool. From, yeah. But you're going on that kind of. Most of the most of last season. Well, I of say, season, most I of the last two seasons. Yeah, I, I, I think you could say. But are they knackered out? I mean, f- to, to keep that intensity going since the
1: end of February, there's definitely been a drop off in intensity from Liverpool, mm-hmm. and we're def- and we're now mm. seeing what I think. It might be a bit early to say, but what I think seems like a bit of an internal relaxation. Now they've they've mm. won the title for the first time in so long that this could be if you flip it the other way around, this could be the exact. Um, sort of antidote they need yeah. to play their local rivals. But there'll be no fans there, so the atmosphere will mm-hmm. be non-existent. And, and I can't let this section about this game go um, without saying that one of the best and actually I think most underrated moments in Premier League derbies mm. happened in this game in 2012. Um, and it was when Liverpool and Everton drew two all, Mm -hmm. and Luis Suarez opened the scoring with a deflected guy, He puts the ball across the the box, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, it goes off a defender. I forget which Everton defender it was, and Liverpool go 1-0 up. And all through the week, I think David Moyes had been digging out Luis Suarez for diving. Oh, that's right. And Luis Suarez ran all the way to the bench and dived in front of David Moyes, (laughs) which is funny, but the funniest thing about it was (laughs) everyone started, all the fans behind the bench just got up and started reminiscing. And David Moyes just got up, jacket on Mm. hands in his pockets walked over to Suarez and started kind of looking at him and then Suarez obviously (laughs) just walked off kissing his wrist like he does it's a classic moment because people always talk about the Adebayor running all the way down to Manchester that is a good one well they're playing each other this weekend obviously um, but that was a great moment as well. It kind of goes mm. underrated.
0: Yeah, he did the sort of the dead fish celebration. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, <laughs> Class. It's unlike Suarez, soar, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> my goodness. Marvellous, yeah. I, I think the, the, the Merseyside derby is often, in terms of drama, despite that moment, it's often quite a dull affair, actually, if I may be so bold to say. Because it's usually quite tight. Liverpool usually win by the odd goal kind of thing, Andy. But people, like, the way this game is being reported about and hyped up People thinking this could be a very keenly contested affair. Well, it's always keenly contested. But also it could be an Everton win, but also we could see a lot of goals because of what we've seen already this year. and
2: ar- arguably, Marcus, it's it's bigger for Liverpool than it is for Everton, which is I think interesting because I guess a lot of people would say, Oh, well, this is the chance for Everton to really impress their credentials. But it's like credentials for, for what? Like if if they made the top four, it would still be an incredible oh, result. It would. If if they made the top six, it would be pretty good mm-hmm. and an improvement on what's gone before and if they finish top six and played some enjoyable football then great so
0: are they you know, on the verge you know, what, <laughs> what, are they, what are they
2: really going to prove in this i, I think for, for liverpool uh-huh. to come back from that villa game and to not be able to shake off that villa game by playing the next week mm-hmm. and taking it out on some poor saps you know they must have <laughs> they, they, they been stewing on it for a while
0: yeah. yeah. Well, maybe though, but what you were saying earlier, Luke, about uh, how almost a sort of inertia or set in or lack of intensity and so on, it often culminates in a, in a result like that. We see that with, with, with other teams before when they've been so dominant and they've been so good. So it might have been, you could say, the result to kind of shake them back into life. And a long, long text from Jürgen yeah. Klopp can also do that as well. Depends how long. Well, that's yeah. true. No, it's
1: true. You, you definitely have a, there's definitely two ways of looking at it. One is at Liverpool were toast. Another is that they're now a wounded tiger, and they're going to really want to get the passion back against their local rival. They're not it? toast, surely. I wouldn't say. so. I wouldn't say so. No. Um, Can we? Um, there was also a Actually, when, when what, what, it's bugging me, this text message. Yeah. Yeah. You, when you say long, yeah, he I mean, said long. He, he said long, long. Was, was it, was was it long. WhatsApp or text? Because WhatsApp's
0: much easier. He days. said text. Oh, he said a long, long text message. Was it Paying long? Was it longer
2: message. than the text message that he sent to uh, Kevin Prince barteng when he joined Schalke? When he sent him why 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 and and never replied to him.
0: I don't well yeah yeah because 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 because
1: of the wonderful things he does. Can I just say in December of last year Liverpool beat Everton five two and that was a belting game. Yeah, it was. Exception that proves the rule maybe maybe that was that was a great game. True. Yeah, I'd love to see a bit more of that. The way this season has gone already, it could be could be in line for a bit of that action for a Saturday
0: lunchtime. Go on, Maws, use your money on.
1: I said at the start of the season, and you People want to go back and listen. They're welcome to do so. I said, I think Everton are top four all day long. Do you? I, I said at the start of the season, I still think they are now. I think they're presumably a good team. Liverpool are as well, though. Yes, but I think lo- a lot of people are, are struggling to catch up with the idea that Everton are a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Liverpool will because it's a derby and Liverpool need to get back on the horse pretty quick. Um, unless they want another eye message in their bin. Uh-huh. It's the last thing anyone wants. An iMessage.
0: I'm... Uh, all right, I'll stick my neck out. 3-3, three, three, entertaining draw. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. (laughs) That sounds great
1: to me. Saturday (laughs) lunchtime, I'm going to go out, listen, tomorrow morning, I'll go out for a run, get my breakfast. Uh Uh-huh sort out some admin mm-hmm. settle down for this probably watch it in ultra HD I hope we see goals you see it's
2: Celtic Rangers at the same time isn't it, it so is. Marcus will only have it on the second screen
1: yeah. I, I, I've also yeah, it's true I've also got to work out which games I want to pay £14.95 for this mm, weekend as well so that's true. take a lot of racking in my brains
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. money not
1: well spent <laughs> <laughs> is this a good time
2: to ask for a pay rise yeah <laughs>
1: it's never a good time Yeah,
2: I I was was thinking £29.90
0: is that right yeah Yeah. Uh as
1: if you watch Premier League games at the weekend you're square watching Russian Premier League
0: stick to your Portuguese crap Andy yeah foreign muck you're welcome to it Marcus what's next in the best league in the world Manchester City versus Arsenal it's happening on Saturday at 5.30 interesting one Uh, Mikel Artedra said clubs must help each other uh, to make football more sustainable Uh, it's different to what it was 20 years ago ago of course talking about the the bigger picture with Manchester United and Liverpool trying to stiff everybody (laughs) (laughs) although one could argue are they trying to stiff people how to go over lots and lots of money but it does come at a price do you reckon they
1: just wanted to stiff Aston Villa after what happened to (laughs) 7-2 we're (laughs) We're after
0: him we're not having that who are we going to give special dispensation for (laughs) Southampton West Ham Everton Villa no (laughs) That's good for you.
2: you might be European uh, Cup winners. You're saying it in my wrong ear. Yeah, exactly. Aston,
1: Aston Villa. What's that you watching on your phone? <laughs> YouTube game last week. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Arteta though has uh, been been talking about Thomas party. There's going to be a party. In yeah. So nice. I not, think you should not, still not, do not that since.
1: until he makes his debut. Do you think? Well, yeah. we'll see yeah. if it is
0: or not. I think he will play. Yeah. yeah. Arteta, Arteta said something interesting. He said he said, uh, "Big Thomas understands space." The final frontier. Understand space, <laughs> Andy. But it's important. Some are suggesting that actually the move from Atletico to Arsenal in terms of where the teams are and, and the quality they've been producing and the competitions they've been playing in it's a slight step down.
1: I think... Just digging out on everyone today.
0: You could argue that though. No, <laughs> no. Atleti, latter This stage is the thing.
1: Marcus puts the conversational <laughs> nuggets in my mind. I'll go off on them and everyone gives me shit. It's Marcus actually doing Some it. Some
0: people are saying this, Luke. What do you yeah, reckon? Yeah. You'd be mad to disagree with them, wouldn't you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you? You could argue that playing away to Manchester City, yes. even though it's playing away to Manchester City, mm-hmm. after several years of working for Diego Simeone, is basically a weekend
0: off. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm sure... Okay, answer me this, Andy. Can Atletico Madrid win La Liga this season?
2: They can. I'm not sure they will. Okay. Can Arsenal win the Premier League this
1: season?
0: No. There you go. Why can't they? Huh? <laughs> they, could. they could. Yeah, the other teams Well, They, they could though.
2: in the same way that Aston Villa could. But
1: <laughs> Aston Villa won every game this season.
0: Next. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on the verge, Andy. Could yeah. be a, it's a 20-horse <laughs> race. Will you at
1: least <laughs> agree that Sheffield United can't? Yeah, this season no, they can't. No, thank, what, you. It, it, thank yeah. you, Luke. I appreciate <laughs> it. What
0: about Fulham? We get to see the best of them. Well, I tell you what,
1: big, big. Uh, what's his name? Ruben Loftus Cheek. Oh, he's yeah. going to be involved. He'll be Re- involved this weekend.
2: Reinforced defence. Mm. Oh,
1: but I like, yes. um, I yeah. like, I like Thomas Party. I don't think I've had a chance to talk about him on mm-hmm. the show because I've not been on the shows when he's been announced. Or, Far away, sir. Or. I just think he's a great all-round player. I think he's got a lot more to his to his, in his locker than people think. He sees danger, has a good pass of the ball, very mobile. And I do understand what Mikel Arteta says about his appreciation of space, which is really important in playing in that midfield, particularly if you're gonna play in a three, which he probably will, um, particularly um against um against uh, Man City. And I think although he's been improved, I would suggest, since the Nadir of his Arsenal career, he's got mm. G- Granit Xhaka next to him. And um and he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have to hit the ground running because although Man City haven't been without their flaws, this season they're a good team, right? Particularly in midfield. So um it'll it'll be interesting to see how he how he hits the ground mm-hmm. because although I understand your point about it being a step sideways, shall we say, <laughs> perhaps slightly down. The Premier League's a different proposition, right? And what, yeah. what's Andy, in your in your view, what's the um the likelihood of him being able to hit the ground running straight away? I think good. Okay. Because he's worked so physically
2: hard. I mean it's not as if he's coming from any La Liga club. He's coming from a La Liga club where players throw up during pre season training, mm. which I think, in terms of the physical step you have to make, he's, he's there already. And I, th- I think you're right that the fact that he does have really excellent technique, he's going to be off the leash a little bit more in this Arsenal team than he w- ever was. For Atletico, I do think he will get the opportunity to, to express himself a little bit more, and I I think people are going to instantly love him.
0: Yeah, did you see former Arsenal scout Francis Kagao? Is that how pronounced? Kajigal. Kajigal was interviewed in the in the Guardian this week, speaking about the ones that got away, and he said, yeah, "It's Messi, really interesting. Messi, PK, Matter were very very close, and there were others. With Messi work permit issues, ensured we couldn't get as close as we would have liked, and that's all I can say on that." Do you reckon that's true? No, but it's uh, <laughs> well, certainly not the Messi that we know and love. But uh, <laughs> I find it really odd when, when clubs go on about the players that they sort of nearly signed. And you yeah. think, well, mm, but loads of people could say that, you know. Yeah. Um, Zlatan's a famous after one, is yeah, he, well? he? is, but yeah. they, ha- they, they have got uh, Thomas Party in there, which, which is interesting. Would that be a consolation to them? I think it. I think that, honestly, I think he could be one of the signings of the season. I mean, we've put a lot of emphasis on him on this show, and I know others as well, but he does seem to be that that player. Arsenal. They've
1: wanted him for a long while as well, so this is like a coherent kind yeah. of join-up Exactly. But they needed,
0: yeah. I mean, we spoke at the time, it's a player that they have desperately needed in that area um, of the pitch. But going away to Manchester City, uh, Andy, I mean, it will be an interesting test for Arteta going up against his... Um, I suppose his former colleague, shall we say, Mm. uh, Pep Guardiola. What do you think of Guardiola at Manchester City at the moment? Because I'll be honest with you... I think if we hadn't had this sort of pandemic and it all being in turmoil and so on, I wouldn't have been shocked if Guardiola would have left Manchester City in the summer. And I wouldn't. Be, and, and I know we've said this every year the, the nature of of his previous contracts at other clubs and and the nature of the man really um, I, that wouldn't have shocked me. And I just I get the impression that this season it's it's going to be a bit of a it'll be an interesting one seeing Guardiola operate, seeing how. Not as interested, but just how he kind of uh, approaches the whole thing. Because again, it wouldn't shock me if the world begins to get back to normal by next summer. That if if, if he leaves,
2: it feels like he's only at the start of something. That there is a bit of rebuilding to done to mm-hmm. be done, and you just wonder really if he has the appetite. For yeah, that, really. appetite's I, the word. I, yeah, I, I suppose that's that's the question. And I think especially when you see Manchester City in the opening weeks of of the season who I think we've seen a lot of strange things in this Premier League season and I think will continue to. But I think you look at City and they're still so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just go back to that first game of the season Mm -hmm. against Wolves, where I think for two-thirds of that, they played Wolves off the park, could easily have drawn it still. It's not enough for them to play well to win a game which when you've got the talent that they've got, it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. If you said to me that Arsenal were going to go there and, and get a point or even win, I wouldn't be staggered. Yeah. Like, no, me either. Wh- thought, whereas whereas when they went to Liverpool, for example, and th- this is this is the difference still between Liverpool and Manchester City, I think, mm-hmm. even though Liverpool have obviously coming off quite a big shock, is, is the fact that I thought when when people were talking about Arsenal going up to Anfield, I thought that the result would be nice, but the way they played was going to be a lot more important because the gap is absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. Whereas if the gap in terms of quality for Manchester City and Arsenal is huge, that doesn't mean they can't nick the game off them, Mm. which is City's major problem.
0: Yeah, is he going to be wearing that terrible jumper, Luke? That sort of brown, black
1: well, one? At least he won't be sweating through it yeah. like he was in the summer months, which is disturbing.
0: What do you think about Guardiola, Luke? I I, I, I think that, yeah, Andy's right with saying is the appetite there. We know that, certainly at Bayern, the players just, they said, you know, it was great playing under him, but, you know, after three years, was it at Bayern? Um, or there or thereabouts, that they were just exhausted, and I think they they all needed a bit of a break and a change. This is his fifth season at Manchester City.
1: I'm I'm confused that they haven't. I mean, Andy might be able to disavow me of this. They haven't F- sacked him. No, I'm confused that they haven't gone back in for a a proper Fernandinho replacement mm. because Fernandinho's 35 now, right? Mm. And he's not going to be an improving player. And he's been so key for them. You talk about all the players that are synonymous with the new Man City era: company, mm-hmm. Silva, Agüero. Fernandinho has been massive for them. But immediately, massive.
0: who leapt to mind? There was Thomas Partey.
1: Uh, well, that's what reminded me of it earlier. <laughs> there are different. <laughs> he can't different, do
2: that job.
0: He can't yeah, do but, that but job. They need someone
1: think. to do it. Yeah, they, do. And, they because, do. and because if you if you if you talk a bit about um, how they approached the first game of the season, where they beat Wolves away from home and they play with Fernandinho and Rodri in the middle. That hard. that
2: made the difference, didn't it?
1: But they didn't do that against Leeds last time. Mm. They put a four-three-three. Yeah. And, and so it depends how they approach each game. And it feels to me like he maybe he's managing Fernandinho now. And if you're in a position now where you're having to manage Fernandinho, yeah. then you need to replace him yeah. at the top level. So I'm confused at what they've mm. gone. I can see what they've gone massively for centre-backs. They needed that. They needed that last year. Mm. And it feels to me now, one of the biggest signs that perhaps Guardiola hasn't got the, uh, the appetite or the future at Man City is he appears to be just catching up with himself. Mm. So a year ago, people were saying they needed centre-backs. Didn't get them. Yep. Um, now they have got them. And now they need midfielders, mm. or they need a, a Fernandinho replacement. For, by, by by my um, by my judgment, and, and they haven't got one. So
2: yeah, they're still moving like lightning in the transfer market compared to the neighbours.
0: Yeah, but when well, you say he's yeah. managing Fernandinho, is that the answer? Then you get someone to manage the team, the club, and then Guardioli can just manage Fernandinho.
1: Fernandinho's probably got another five years ahead of him at certain back. When have <these laughs> lot, want, when when Robert Dias bombs in. Exactly.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a quick break and then we'll have some emails. I've got a little one. It was just banter. And I said, I know that, Sean." (laughs) welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway Bish is getting pelters
1: absolute pelters and so he bloody should yeah he started off the season having taken the mick out of um, Kate's uh, hands don't say it again yeah sorry and, uh, and now his, his chickens are coming home to roost as Kate said yesterday so no sympathy for the guy <laughs>
0: should we bleep the word hands that'll make it sound really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no he deserves everything he gets so uh, give him pelters keep on your Twitter. memes coming in yeah very much so D- yeah. the
2: Mean Girls one is, is, is a high point yeah, yeah. Very, I, I feel very. it's the one we've all been waiting for
1: Any, anything that sees Vish have long hair long mm-hmm. flowing hair yes is, uh, works for me yeah absolutely alright ladies and gentlemen it's time for this
3: just in the show,
0: Vocals on that, I don't know why, I just was reminded of like, it was it was a sort of deleted scene from American Pie where they all sang a song or something. To I me, know? it
1: feels like a proper 80s power ballad.
0: It does, but the vocals are a bit sort of early 2000s college boy punk. There's a bit of that about okay. it.
1: There's also a little bit of mid-80s um, teenage guy. You know, I
0: think mid-90s Bon Jovi,
1: always. Yeah, that's okay. What he, that's what he
0: styled it on, didn't
1: he? You're charming me, <laughs> but It's going to involve a girl getting on the bus and driving away never to be seen again oh yeah she's not driving the bus that'd be weird she no. just gets on the bus yeah. and the guy's left at the bus depot mm-hmm. in tears <laughs> depot? There 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 was... whatever it is why not the stop? <laughs> the bus stop yeah <laughs> There were definitely some trousers split
2: during the singing of that, weren't there?
1: Pete splits a pair of trousers every week. I was about to say, (laughs) it's a safe bet. Yeah. I've seen Pete just sat there and split Mm. some trousers before. He likes them tight. He does.
0: As we all do. Yeah. Uh, On Pete. He should wear tighter trousers. Very much so. Uh, Right, an email here from Mark Henderson with the subject, the best country to move the 2022 World Cup to. Do we need to move it? (laughs) Is that i no, be, fine. I, be suppose, fine. I suppose we do after everything that's gone on. After hearing you lot talk about which country the European Championships could be played in safely, mentioning the likes of New Zealand, I had a thought you're going to talk about the European Championships rather than the World Cup 2022. Um, I'm living in Taiwan and everything they have done to put a stop to COVID-19 has worked exceptionally well. Currently, there's only 531 cases and seven deaths, with 491 recovered. This would surely make Taiwan one of the safest locations to play the Euros. He's confused himself there, isn't he? I think he has, yeah. But anyway, we'll carry on. Um, <laughs> Taiwan has only two stadiums. Though. He's not inspiring me with his grasp of detail here. I'm not sure he's the man for the job. He's only two stadiums. One should ha- sh- one should replace centre court, and one should replace. <laughs> Wait, what's yeah, yeah. And that's why I think that the Stanley yeah. Cup should be played in Taiwan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at that time of year, Twickenham is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. Mark, you are very confused. <laughs> but you're among friends here. <laughs>
0: but we look forward to the Tiddlywinks Championship <laughs> in Taiwan. Taiwan has only two stadiums, though. One in Taipei and one powered through solar power and shaped like a dragon in the southern city of Kaohsiung, holding 20,000 and 55,000 respectively. Oh, very impressive. Other than that, most pitchers are at universities with a capacity of around 1,000 to 2,000, so maybe we could add some temporary seating. The idea of the world's top players strutting their stuff on Fuyin Catholic University's Astro Pitch the, the same one that I played myself and had a wobble about on attempting to play football is a mental image in my mind. That's where it should stay, yeah. Mark. Uh, what do you guys reckon to bringing the Euros to Taiwan then? Thanks a lot.
1: I, I like this stadium. Look, you can see a picture of it here. That's the dragon tail one.
0: Yeah, I like that, yeah. yeah Pretty cool, nice. right? I mean, it's it's good when you've got a bird's eye view of it. Yeah. But of course, if you turn up, you're, not you just think appreciate it, you're just, Yeah, yeah you to Just thinking, it where's the it. entrance
2: <laughs> yeah. as you're yeah. trying to negotiate your right, yeah. way around the table? Why am I getting
0: fire breathed on me? This <laughs> 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 is not fair. But the, the idea about um, oh. playing
2: on university pitches and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that's kind of been does make sense. used all, all, already in Spain. If, if you've got no fans or mm. a very limited crowd, yeah, yeah. you look at Real Madrid playing at their training yes. ground while the Bernabeu is being rebuilt. Even Spain played a couple of games there, didn't they?
3: Yeah,
0: they did, it's, yeah.
1: There's um, been a pleasing lack of uh, memes around the Willstone Raider about no one having any fans. In yeah, I was, every
0: time I hear it, they've got no fans, yeah. I think of him. It's not come up as much, though, has it? No. I, I thought it would be everywhere, but it's not been. I think he had his five minutes. Yeah,
1: thank you very much for that email, Mark. Uh, there's one here from Domingo. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't have his real name. Maybe maybe it is. Um, in Little Hampton. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> Listen, Oakley. <little locally. laughs> uh Dear Ramblers, a number of years ago, a friend of mine was called to a private house in a rural setting in the Midlands Ooh. for a meeting with a footballer and his wife to discuss a project. Sounds disconcerting, Lise. Was,
0: was it the big project? <laughs>
1: <laughs> My friend is a professional and as such prepared accordingly and was accompanied by a director of the firm she worked at. Mm. They were greeted at the door by the wife, invited in, And they began the consultation. My friend inquired as to whether the husband, i.e. the footballer, who will remain unnamed, will be joining them, or if, as it was early afternoon, he was still at work. She was not prepared for the response his wife gave. He's in the garden playing hide-and-seek with his friends. (laughs) They'll be finished soon. Soon. My friend and her director waited patiently for the 26-year-old footballer to finish his game so they could crack on. In the interests of real professionals involved, I'll keep all the names anonymous. Oh. your sincerely, Domingo, possibly from Little Oakley. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are going to speculate. Well, They're they gonna are. going to speculate. The, the information they've got is that it's in the Midlands and he's mm-hmm. 26.
0: Is he still 26? This is the, or was he 26 at the time? Yeah, exactly. We can't say. We can't say. we are
1: not allowed to imply.
0: Well, I don't know who this is, ladies and gentlemen, so don't bother tweeting or anything no, like that. No, same. I don't know either. I, I, is... mate,
1: it's better if it's not known isn't
0: it yeah I mean playing hide and seek with his friend I would think that was, a, that was sort of Emmanuel Aboué kind of stuff you know back in the day big time yeah but he wasn't in the Midlands Of
2: course, I'm thinking of a midfielder who can make undetected runs into the box yeah. So I'm thinking Brian Robson Frank Lampard sort of business
0: yeah but again not Midlands though
1: yeah Robson spent a lot of time in the Midlands as a coach well, I suppose could, yeah. be, could be David Platt
0: not a 26 year old playing hide and seek David Platt why no. David
2: Platt well, he didn't say when it was, did he? Yeah, but why I mean, do it could you have, been, it, think... could have been, it could have been 26 at the time. Yeah, but why do you think it was David Platt? I'm talking about midfielders who can. Arrived undetected in the No, but you've box.
0: created that whole narrative. He yeah. hasn't said anything about a midfielder. He's just saying someone playing hide-and-seek. Is I, I, David Platt the type of guy do you think would play hide-and-seek and keep um, a professional waiting When you door? say that about a man like David Platt,
1: <laughs> you've gone down in my estimations exactly. there. Russell. A man like David
2: Platt who I believe dressed up as the Terminator for a skit on Football Italia. Great.
1: Ooh, that's great. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think it was Diogo Jota. Lovely old job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ghosting in. (laughs) Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the email section. And yes, let's have it again. Well done, being the operative words there. Well done, everyone. Indeed. Let's move on, gentlemen, from that debacle to Spurs versus West Ham happening on Sunday afternoon. Are we going to see Gareth Bale, Andy? Oh, let's
2: hope so. Yes. Let's hope so. It sounds very positive, doesn't it? It does. So far. I don't know whether he's going to start of course
0: mm-hmm. he's um, already looking like he's having a better time than he did in his last year or two at Madrid did you see because
2: that's difficult isn't it
0: <laughs> very difficult <laughs> um, did you see the interview with Jose Mourinho when uh, was it Matt Doherty in the background who's like scooped a uh, football into the into a basket I haven't net. seen that I don't know no. what a basketball net was doing there Yeah, uh, he scooped it in and Gareth Bale was absolutely loving it he's hugging him and, like like showing him off to the camera while Mourinho's chatting away Mourinho, oh no.
2: I've, I've seen another part of that where uh, Bale nails a three because Bale is famously brilliant at all sports right
0: isn't he yeah well there's an was, obvious was Jose one. not having that no but he couldn't see ok right but Jose he wouldn't have liked the fact that in an, in an interview with him uh, for at least a moment he wasn't the, uh, the main centre of attention
1: he's also called um, Ser- a, a monster Six in training two. hasn't he and said he's been really good
0: But well, you know what I found interesting is that was it the summer just gone where, where Real Madrid did strength tests uh, speed tests all the rest of it Gareth Bale came top of the class for, for, for all those which, which made it quite surprising why... It's all,
2: almost as if you've got more energy if you're not playing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I suppose if it was in the summer, not they, they'd had a little bit of yeah. time off. But still, Andy, this idea that he's been sitting around doing Ducon in Madrid yeah. uh, would, would suggest that maybe oh, they're they're Doubts over his fitness and so on. Yeah, of course he's got to get up to speed because there's nothing like playing but the was, match.
1: Was the strength test uh, one of those things that you punch at a travelling fun fair? Yeah, I think so. And, and he just and used his golf club. And how many... <laughs> yeah, it was, a big,
0: it was a big golf bag and how many clubs could you Can hold carry, in it? Yeah.
1: yeah, Oh, in which case he was obviously going to win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you outrun a golf cart was another one.
1: Gareth, Gareth, Gareth Bell could have become a worker on a travelling fun fair and no one would have noticed. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think mm. he could have done that
0: with that hair. The obviously. hair and that,
1: yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I A lot want... of them have slick back hair. <laughs> I you know,
2: the I, I, workers. I want to believe that he's going to be really good. I, I do as well. I, 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 I want to believe that he's going to be really good. That my note of caution mm-hmm. is that, you know, when the, the rhetoric that surrounded him when he, he he came to Wales Duty last time was mm-hmm. very similar. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm fit. I'm as fit as I've ever been. And he looks so off it in the game. Yeah, too. he did. He was he was everywhere. It, yeah. it, it feels yeah. like it's going to take a while and maybe you know this is the best situation of course Tottenham have come off a an incredible result so they're under no immediate pressure to shove him into the 11 are they so if he comes off the bench and and plays 20-25 minutes maybe that's the best solution
0: off the bench seems most likely I'm
1: just really excited by the idea of having Son Kane and Bale as a front three and seeing how well they can dovetail together and how how because they've got every, everything's covered there. A lot mm. of pace, a lot of power, a lot of finishing ability, a lot of great movement. A lot of hair. Um, so a lot of hair. Oh, that's like a medium amount of
0: hair. I suppose, yeah, Bale really kind of is. Bale's you know, propping He's doing up. the heavy
1: lifting. Yeah, <laughs> he is. For a um, so, so to me, if if, if if Spurs get their midfield three and their forward three at their strongest, they're oh. a serious proposition, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it'll be... I'd like to see him start from the beginning. Um. I suppose the other the other alternative will be Lucas Moura starting and then Bell coming on or, or whatever.
0: I think by an impact sub. I think.
1: I mean, and he certainly he be certainly looking to make an impact. It will be, be great. And I think what's been good for Spurs, as Andy's alluded to, they have come off the back of this really good result against Manchester United. And Don looks like he's finally sort of finding his feet. Hoyberg settled in well. Um, there's other midfielders, pl- field players there of, of good quality. Like I know, I know Giovanni Lascelles may not play um but he's he's a you know he's a good a good midfield player as well so th-
0: i think Hoiberg is in a very underrated signing for them
1: he, he seems to have come in and been exactly what they need. A yeah. lot of organisation, a lot of uh, all action, a lot of um, bossing people around. Mm. Massive personality. Yeah, big yeah, personality.
0: I, yeah, I, I think it's a great signing. Um, with uh, Tonga and, and, and Dombele, we've spoken about him um, this season as well. He was talking about that him and Mourinho didn't quite click, it's fair to say, last season.
2: That is more than fair to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, you know, we put our... Get e- me out of here. Yeah, and then he said... <laughs> By any means necessary. <laughs> but they've worked together. They've obviously been, been, been talking a lot and he said... Yeah. They put their egos to one side. And I thought to myself, careful, son. You've just got in his good books, you know. And I think you're right, Luke. I, I would imagine Mourinho would say, well, I, 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 as a man who doesn't have an ego, yeah. he needed to put his It aside.
1: reminded me, the, I saw that, it reminded me of the Brian Clough <laughs> thing, where he says, uh, we have a conversation for <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes and then we decide that I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very much that kind of yeah. uh, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Um, what about West Ham, though? Can it get any better than this? It just, can? just can't. It just can't. I don't know, they've no, just signed uh, ben Rama. Um, is that confirmed now is it well it's all but confirmed really there's a a on this
1: thing and a medical issue I think there's not a medical issue I mean you've still got to finish his medical last time I read I do feel like
2: from a a West Ham perspective maybe when we're talking about the prospect of Ben Rama going there on I think it was Tuesday's show Mm -hmm. I may have been a a little bit down on West Ham I I would like to see a player go somewhere where I feel confident that he will be developed and not just lost in a talented squad that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. have any direction. So all I can offer as a counterpoint is uh, maybe you'll do well.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's really all I can say. I mentioned Zidane earlier, just something dawned on me. He, he famously ripped his trousers as well.
1: Where's, where's Dan come from there? No, well, we mentioned a bit of Gareth Bale. And yeah. Sort of he did. He did. It happens to the best of us, Marcus. Do you
0: know what? The, the, a man who I wouldn't like to see his trousers rip is David Moyes. He suffered enough, I think. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that.
1: Do you know what I mean? I I, I, I mentioned earlier in the week that Ben Rama will come in and obviously play on the left, and mm. then he's got a really strong right foot, so he can cut in and, and and keep busy and, and, and kind of affect the game in that way. And at the moment, West Ham... Have Anderson who kind of plays on the left, but they want to move him on. They've got he's um, gone, he's, he's, he's gone. A Porto. Porto. Oh, yeah, you said that to me earlier in the week. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, yeah he, but he has been employed on the left, and four now's has as well. Yeah, and so I think Weston have actually got quite an interesting forward line.
0: There. It's all about Jared Bowen, sure. yeah. Bowen's been fantastic. Yeah. I've,
1: I've always liked Jared Bowen, I think he's a really effective player, and he's and he's started to improve. He looks mm-hmm. like he's improved again this season. Yeah. I mean, I
2: know, it's, I know it's impossible not to be excited about Ben Rama, even if you've only seen a little bit of him, like, like, like myself. But is he really what they needed? Well, I should have a well, What do you think they do here. need then? Centre back?
0: Yeah. Lame me Yassad, who doesn't know Andy.
2: That'd be a start.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't believe that old um, Kaladu Kulabali's not moved on now. He was being linked with all sorts of teams.
2: It looks it looks unlikely. Yeah. It looks as if he's going to stay where he is and be a Napoli
1: lifer, which he always said he was fine with.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised you mentioned him when we were talking about West Ham. <laughs> well,
1: just, I was looking at them, because
0: the, the game
1: I remember, I know they had a really good result against Leicester, but I didn't see that game. And the game I remember seeing was them being hammered by mm. Everton, where Calvert-Lewin scored a hat-trick. And they, that Everton seems a while beat. ago now. They, they, I think they played Balbuena and Declan Rice at centre-back that mm. game.
0: But I mean, West Ham... they're they... Beating Wolves 4-0, was it? And then going away to Leicester and winning 3-0, which was completely under the radar because of the ridiculous results. Yeah, they blindsided happened. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. but th- th- recently, just before the international break, West Ham, clean sheets and a lot of goals. Hmm. You wouldn't have thought that it's was... Because Moyes oh, no. have to stay away. <laughs> That's what some people have said. I'm not saying that. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't a coincidence. We have to assume it was, of course, for poor old David. he suffered enough, Andy. David. Um, but but David Moyes is it could be back in the in the in the dugout. We expect him to be there uh, yes. for, for this game, and uh,
1: that could be a hindrance. It's an interesting looking game. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's one of the as we said one of the May derbies. Another one we haven't talked about is um, is uh, Brighton and Palace.
0: Brighton well, and Palace, yeah. a good well, game to watch. About, well, I believe that features in our four to score. It does, one. and we'll
1: get on to that now, shall we? Go on then. Um It's time for Betways four to score. Uh, entry to Betways four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betways four selected matches. To uh for your chance to win a weekly 50000 pounds jackpot <sighs> reminder your selections need to be submitted before the first game. Um, and further T's and C's do apply. Game one is Sheffield United versus Fulham, a team who will not win the Premier League this season, according to Andy Brussels <laughs> against Marcus Spellers, beloved Fulham. According to you, I believe.
0: And the results. We all agreed. We
1: had a consensus. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's on Sunday at midday. Andy, who have you gone for your first goal scorer in that one? Well, of course, the fact that Sheffield United haven't been hitting the target means there's an
2: enormous amount of pressure on Rianne Brewster. Uh-huh. So I thought, what difference will it make if I add a little bit more to him by putting him first in uh, fourth school?
1: Good choice, Rianne Brewster. I'm excited to see. I hope Ruben Loftus Cheek gets his debut in it for Fulham, and I think he could. He could to use that word again on this show dovetail nicely. With um, big Mitro, that'd be lovely, wouldn't
0: it? Oh, it'd be bloody lovely.
1: Mitro holding the ball up, mm-hmm. RLC gliding beyond him to link up. Could be him. Now you see. Now you've now you've put it
2: in my mind about Fulham's new signings. Obviously, there's a huge flush of positivity for Fulham there. I feel even more confident yeah. about Rian Brewster so, so you can't ob- it, opening you his in.
1: Sheffield United account because, of course, he's going to be playing against Joachim Anderson. Jobs are go. good. There we go. Don't yours. Game, <laughs> game two is mine. It's Sunday, two o'clock. It's the aforementioned Crystal Palace v Brighton. I've gone for Solly March.
0: You have, haven't you?
1: I thought I'd, I'd give him a little nod. I think Brighton have been good in places. Um, Crystal Palace, a tradition. I mean, is this is this an accurate thing to say? Crystal Palace tend to look better away from home.
0: Yeah, people, I think that's that's kind of the trope now with Palace, isn't it? Palace right. fans will probably get annoyed that that's the only thing people say about their team but they did win at oh, Old Trafford. That like Will Saha that's a good player. He does, yeah. yeah. Should he go for a bigger club though? <laughs> <laughs> Solly March is my pick.
1: Game three is Spurs v West Ham the game we talked about earlier and to uh, give us the goal, first goal scorer in that game is our resident Spurs fan Kate Mason.
0: Okay, so Tottenham hosting West Ham the weekend. This is a pretty hard one because part of me just wants to say Gareth Bale and be done because I don't know if you saw Jason Mourinho being like massively happy at training recently it makes me think maybe Gareth Bale will make his re-debut for Tottenham at the stadium but anyway that seems to be so optimistic as to be slightly mad so I'm not going to go for Bale Harry Kane also slightly concerned about him after he was like a bit injured and then played 90 minutes against horrible Denmark uh, in that defeat. So I think I'm going to go for the man that Harry Kane has been setting up a lot so far this season. Heung-min Son with his left foot. I don't know if I need to nominate a foot, but that's the foot I think he'll score with first. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> uh, four to score and with which limb? Yeah. yeah. A typically verbose contribution. So Kate Mason there. Son Hyung mins left foot uh, is, is, is game number three. Game number four, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, Leicester v Aston Villa. Your beloved Leicester City. Mm. In the list of teams you support, about four or five, number four or five, are we?
0: Uh, I? I need to work it out, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Where actually, would they
1: be if Brendy left?
0: Ah, oh, rock bottom. Yeah, they go right <laughs> down uh, estimations. Who have you gone for? I've gone for the right foot of Harvey Barnes. We're selecting foots now. I like this. You know me. I like a specific prediction. I'm a bit annoyed myself. I didn't map out the 3-3 with Liverpool and Everton, or Everton-Liverpool, but we had to move on. Yeah, we did. Did, yeah. did we
2: just say foots there? Yeah. That, that, is, that is worse than when
1: Jules Breach used the P word. Why? Foots. Feet. No, he said, he said foot. I thought he said foots. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Ryan Brewster, <laughs> Solly March, Son Heung-Min and Harvey Barnes are our selections for this week's Bet Ways 4 to Score. Make sure... Your selections are submitted before the first game and further season C's seas apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head over to begamblerware.org. All right then. Now it's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yeah, Luke's game. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. The two heavyweights Marcus
0: Speller and Andy Brassel. Look at you me know, in the eye, Brassel. Luke. Yeah. Luke I, I, He's not looked at me once since that music play. Disrespectful,
2: <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> do you know why? I mean, I love this game. It is because I rate Stuart Pierce. He's my idol. Oh yeah. 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 But I love this game. But don't you get the impression out that me and Marcus have played each other so much? It's like winding forward, like four years in football, when <laughs> Liverpool and Manchester United play each other do you sixteen think do, times. Do you want to do a
1: breakaway, Luke's game, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Project Project Big Picture. Project Big Brassel <laughs> Um okay, here we go. Everyone knows how to play by now. Uh I believe I'm writing saying that uh Andy Brassell will I think I think the algorithm is telling me that Marcus's opponent last week went first. So Marcus goes first yeah, this it was, time. It was Vish. Was it Vish? Okay. Yeah. Um uh the algorithm only gives me a certain amount that's of data, fine, so fine. yeah. But so you're gonna go first this time, Marcus. Okay. 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 Uh and um you know the rules, as many clubs as you can name, bid for them, uh, no repetition, no wrong clubs. Uh it's a it's a harsh game. But no it's a eye contact. Yeah. Harsh game but it's a fair one. <laughs> Russ has got his scrap paper out and his pen. No what cheating. is that piece of scrap paper? It's, it's got a got Bochum a load of football, team it? sheet. It's a VFL Bochum. So he's got a load of players there.
0: Yeah. None of them are going to come up. Well, hopefully not. Otherwise, that, th- I think that's a bit naughty, Luke. Don't you?
1: Yeah, well, there'll be an inquiry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the result. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus, you're first, okay? He's played for five teams in total. <gasps> don't hate me. Hate the algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first player is John Collins. Big John Collins. Yeah. Okay. How many of his clubs of five that he's played for can you name?
0: Big John Collins.
1: He retired in 2003. Those younger listeners may not quite remember him. Yeah. But he was a big contributor to uh, to, to the world of football.
0: He certainly was.
1: (sighs) Great little flat top haircut as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always enjoyable.
0: I'm going to go for four. Four? Yeah, I
1: can't do more than four.
0: Okay, Marcus. So you need to name
1: one at a time four Mm -hmm. of the five clubs that John Collins for mostly in the
0: centre of midfield. Celtic, correct. Monaco. We. Fulham. Yep. Hibs.
1: Yes, well done. Did 1-0. he play for Everton as he well? He did. So ah, I could have ah. done on five because I had I was Everton. There we go. All five. Thanks very much. That'll go on on record as four. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs>
0: nice to know that you could have had five. I appreciate that. Well, it was actually I thought to myself, what was it Everton on? And then as I was doing that, I went, hang on a minute, Celtic signed him from the Hibs. He won the up Next player, Ali McCoy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've had him already. Yeah, we have. Came off a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Andy Brassel, um, (laughs) the next player, Your first this time. He's played for eight clubs in total. He retired in 2007. Some may know him as the governor. It's Paul Ince. Oh, Incey. Incey, Wincey. The eight clubs of Paul Ince. I, I don't want to influence anyone in an untoward fashion, but I would if I were playing this game now, I would think Marcus is probably going to be good on ball ins. Yeah, I would think so. As yeah, well. so you might want to judge yourself accordingly based on that. Although Marcus is looking confused, he <laughs> regularly does look confused. Generally, <laughs> so it's not it's not a tactic. <laughs> who have you got? What well, not who have you got. So how many have you got? I should we'll say. We'll start with four, I guess. Four. You want five, don't you? Surely you want five there.
0: I did want four. If I'm <laughs> did you? Okay. Well, I'll have to go five because I reckon this he's got four. You?
1: Five. Yeah, yeah. Do you want on. six, Andy? No, no. Okay, Marcus. Five clubs, uh-huh. one at a time, for a 2 0 lead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, five clubs that Paul Ince has played for. If you don't mind, please.
0: Manchester United. That is correct. Liverpool. It's
1: also correct.
0: Wolverhampton Wanderers. Very good. Yes. Oh, that is a good one. Internationale. Yes. West Ham. Correct. Five. That's two-nil to Marcus. Well played.
1: Um, you could have. So you started off at West Ham. I, do you know, I was I was Then Manchester United famously uh-huh. posed with the shirt, got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Then went to Inter Milan. <laughs> yeah. Um Liverpool, yeah. Middlesbrough. Oh Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough Wolves, where he spent the second longest period um of all of his
0: career. It's mad that. That yeah. is interesting. because yeah. I think of it as the proper Twilight kind yeah. of stuff. No, he we went to
1: Swindon Town after that briefly. Oh, was this I have got Doritos that, era Wolves.
0: It was, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he finished his career
1: um one appearance, I believe, for Macclesfield Town ah. in two thousand seven. Yeah. So that is two nil to Marcus Speller. And you're first this time. Come what, on. what a chance this is. <laughs> what a chance. Okay, he's played for seven clubs in his career. I'm up for eye contact now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's played for seven clubs in his career. Retired in 2004. Mm. Okay, A legend of the game, mm-hmm. no doubt. Nickname, The Divine Ponytail. Oh, my goodness. Roberto Baggio.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Roberto Baggio. Seven clubs. How many can you name? Play along at home.
0: Oh,
1: oh this
0: is a noise it's because it's like... You, if you name an Italian club, you've got half a chance. You but you, can, you don't want to overdo it, though. I
1: can't say anything, but yeah, a seven, 22 year career. Seven clubs. I think he's the joint top scorer in World Cups for Italy.
0: Do you know what? I think. Speaking of argument, I've just looked at Andy in the eye, and that is the eye of the tiger right is there. Yeah. I'm going to have to go big. Yeah. Damn you, Brassel, you mind gaming sod. Five.
1: Five of the seven.
0: I have to, otherwise he'll nip he'll in. Andy, are you going to go six anyway?
1: Yeah, I might as well. Oh!
0: Oh, Do you want seven? All seven? I can't
1: do all seven. Okay, so Andy, one at a time, please. Six of the seven clubs that the great Roberto Baggio has played for. Fiorentina. That's correct. Inter. That's also correct.
2: Milan. Correct. Brescia. Uh,
0: Well played, well played. Juve. Correct. Bologna yeah, yeah. see Brent Brescia was the one well who was the other one
1: he started his career at Vicenza oh yeah <sighs> um, but he um, he moved to he moved to Fiorentina in a fairly short order I think so that's mm. the only other one we had so good one though good one all seven covered there okay Andy you're up first this time to get it's 2-1 now to Marcus to get 2 all to, to take us to a decider <laughs> right he's played for five clubs in total weirdly you mentioned his name earlier but there's nothing untoward going on mm-hmm. right uh, it was a complete coincidence played for five clubs in total retired in 2002 Um, the algorithm has thrown up some quite old players uh, Mm -hmm. this week yes Uh, five clubs in total Stuart Pearce Pearcey right Stuart Pearce how many of his five can you name for us please Andy and those playing along at home the older of our listeners would surely feel that they can name at least a handful four surely they'd be hoping you're going to go four okay Mm. can you go five or do you want them to name four this is a big moment for you a chance to go 3-1 and win the game or to go to two-all on the decider?
0: I know he's got the four. What
1: are you going to do then?
0: Yeah, well, that's annoying, isn't it?
1: It's not for me to say.
0: <laughs> if I could just remember the bloody fifth one. Yeah, you should. Should I? Yeah, I think you should. Why should I? Banter. <laughs> Banter. <laughs> that is so frustrating because i uh, Well, I'm going to have to go five. You're going to go five? Yeah. Yes. <coughs> Was that a bluff? No? No, okay. No, I'm, I'm...
1: Five. Okay, so if you get all five, mm-hmm. you've won the game. Yeah. And you might have even, I need to check, but you might have troubled the first seed, the top seed position now. Because mm. it's starting to get a little bit more even. But if you don't, it goes to two well, or one. Kate
2: abdicated her belt? Because she's
1: not... She's a, lineal, a champion, not lineal, champion, one seed. lineal champion. Lineal champion. Okay. Um, yeah. She's been running scared ever since. Yeah, you're Ryan. Belgium, but
0: she's France? <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe.
1: Yeah, oh. uh, I'm not sure that's fair on, on <laughs> France. Um, all five clubs that Stuart Pierce has played for, please, Marcus, one at a time.
0: Nottingham Forest. Oh, you get that one early. Newcastle yeah. United. Kate to Mason win. Whoa. Hang on, she's I winning and she's not even here. I didn't even press that one. I didn't <laughs> even press that one. <laughs> that? That's why she's champion. <laughs>
1: There's a Gremlin in the system. There's a Mason in the system. So who would you say?
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. So I said Forest and Newcastle. Two. That's two correct. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City. Yeah. Um, you need uh, two West more. West Ham. Okay, you need one more. And this is the one. Yeah, it's hard. This is the one which is very, very... It's. It's a... Pokey little side.
2: Oh my god. Can Outrageous. I you t- can I tell you you've got
1: one that I didn't have? Okay. Oh. It's the mind games. Don't you don't have to listen to the mind games. You don't you're not contractually obliged to listen no, to the mind is, games. This
0: is, this is frustrating. This is very well you do,
1: because I'm on mic and I might say it again. Yeah, true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, come on. Who is this? You had it, did you? I didn't? You you what well, you had this side? Yeah. Yeah, you see that's
2: I'm looking at it, written on a piece of paper.
0: Go on, let's have a
1: look. <laughs> I need to push Get for your answer, own VFL Bochum team sheet. I need to push for an answer. Artwork.
0: Oh, this is this is very wrong. I Ah, uh, come on, it's uh, Southend United. I don't think it's Southend.
1: <laughs> Coventry, Coventry City was oh, the correct Coventry answer.
0: City. I wasn't a pokey. So I would I, you know? I you were thinking that. of
1: Willstone, where he started, but there are semi-pro clubs. Doesn't count.
0: Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so oh, there we apologies
1: are. to Coventry fans, you have been through the mill anyway. Well,
0: I wasn't, and Willston. Yeah, well they've well they've got no fans. <laughs> <laughs> two all, fella. final game. Marcus goes go. first.
1: He's played for nine clubs in total. He had a twenty-two year career. He've, he's fin- he finished his career in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Michael Brown,
0: bloody Nora.
1: Michael Brown, nine clubs. Um, like I say, his career ended in twenty seventeen. It's two all. This is a for the winner. Marcus, you get the the, the honour of going first. How mm. many of his clubs
0: can you name? Michael Brown. Um. Michael Brown. Oh, this is one of those ones where you think, yeah, there's them, there's them, there's them. or did he play for there? Um I'll go
2: three. Three, okay. Andy? Oh, I'm gonna have to take four then. I'm not hugely
1: confident, but I'm off. gonna take four. Do you want a five? No,
0: you... I don't. Okay. Andy I, Brussels, I couldn't even made. do three. <laughs> 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 you successfully boosted him up. Yeah, but I think Andy could do four. So like...
1: four clubs to come from two 0 down to win three, two oh, this this is impressive. what makes this game beautiful. Four clubs to to the Love. Michael Brown's pay for one at a time, please, if you don't mind. Sheffield United. That's correct.
2: Manchester City.
1: That's correct. Tottenham Hotspur. That's also correct. Leeds.
0: Andy He's done wins. it. Well played, Andy. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> disappointing. I took it all the way.
1: You took it all the way, but that, that's a very... I've got to admit, that's, that's, that's enough of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very... It's really not. It's a very generous way of... of a big two-nil up and losing three-two. Once I you know. all the way. Yeah, uh, Manchester City is where Michael Brown started his career. Hartlepool United on loan, Portsmouth on loan, Sheffield United on loan. Then went to Sheffield United permanently. Spurs, Fulham, Wigan, Portsmouth again, Leeds United, and ended his career with a few years at Port Vale.
0: You see, I for some reason I had Hull City in my mind, and I thought, mm, I'm not sure about that. He, faith, does, he yeah. does have a
2: Hull
1: City kind of face, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, feels a bit like a whole city player Yeah, Yeah, indeed. Yeah, what what
0: done me was that Brescia for Roberto Baggio. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, another five game thriller, and it's just great to be a part of it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was like an Indian summer of Baggio's career, wasn't it? We went to Brescia, and they they, didn't they start talking about him going back to the national team and everything after that yeah, yeah. there we yeah. go ah, well, great to
0: hear the great man's name indeed well ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway Jules Vish and Luke will be back on Monday to talk about the Merseyside derby the Brighton Palace derby all that kind of stuff providing those games are good you know there might be some ridiculous results elsewhere and you think sod them I hope the games are good yeah less yeah. prep innit <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until then ladies and gentlemen thank you very much Luke thank you thank you Andy thank you thank you, thank you. Good listeners. see you soon